The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. Oh my lord! I almost said we be geeks. We be Wookies. But didn't I? Didn't I go? I said we be geeks last week on We Be Geeks, but then Aaron Deuce us yep. as Smugglers Three, <laughs> and there was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Where were you, Ken? I was hiding. Uh huh. Sure. I had to get ready to go to West Virginia. Okay, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. That planet, West Virginia. Yes. Um, it does feel like another planet sometimes. The uh, oh, speaking of planets, I, I'm fi- theming some of my important icons on my desktop and my trash can icon because um, I have all all the different uh, Mimibot, uh, um Star Wars flash drives, at least one from the different waves. So I've got all the different icons. The trash can, when empty, is Alderaan. When full, is Alderaan blown up. I had to find the explosion <laughs> one for the for the trash can full. I thought you it was did cute. have a lot of time on your hands before you had to go back to work, didn't you? I just did that like over the weekend. Nerd. I think I think I would have switched it. <laughs> so when it's full, you have Alderaan, and then when you empty it, it blows up. Yeah. Yeah, but then it'd be blown up all the time. Well, it is blown up all the time. I I <laughs> thought I thought about doing. Um, Death Star, but I couldn't find the right explosion icon look for the Death Star. I went looking for explosions, saw the one that looked like it was shooting like asteroids or dirt clouds. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll do Alderaan instead. So, and speaking of Alderaan, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so don't go looking for love in Alderaan places. No. Yes. As soon as I said Valentine's Day, you should have known that was coming. I did. (laughs) Before you said it. Um... Check out the homepage, wookieradio.net, not Weeby Geeks, but wookieradio.net. 
support our affiliates such as and I just realized I gotta get I gotta get the stuff up for Red Flag Workshop where you use the code Smuggler Three for twenty five percent off your your purchase and um, the patches are great. I actually ended up ordering uh, three more patches. I got both Kashyyyk patches, the Park Ranger Kashyyyk and the National Park Kashyyyk, hmm. and I got the um, Hoth Park Ranger. Nice. I think I think it's the Park Ranger. See the part? No, I got the other Nash. Nash. I don't remember. I got one of the other Hoth patches. I don't remember if it's the National Park with the Adats or if it's the uh, Park Ranger patch. I know it's I one of the Hoth. I was listening to that episode, and um, I actually would have had a question: Is he's got all these cool patches stuff? I mean, the military theme patches. Is he ever going to do any like Stargate patches? Because Stargate Command is all military stuff anyway. Oh, that's a good question. Should have brought that up with him. Well, I wasn't there. He probably would have. Oh, that's right. You weren't there. <laughs> that's okay, because I still got to do the video for it. That's a good question. I'll have to ask him. Oh, he's got Space Force patches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the one with the astronaut punching E.T. It's great. Mm-hmm. One holding up Marvin the Martian. Yes. I like that one, too. That one sold out, though. <laughs> um, of course, we talked with him about another idea, and that's remove before flight key rings. And uh, I'm not going to say which ones are coming but he's got like four or five that are going to be coming down the pike that I actually helped him design. Cool. Yeah. So, um, see now I'm going to get up and go look and see which patches I got, but I ordered, but I, I can't cause I got to do a show. Yeah. I don't remember which ones I have, but they're all downstairs. They're actually still in the package. I pulled them out and looked at them. I the right next to me. Um, I'm, I'm seriously looking at, uh, a backpack from a company called LQ Army because they have a nice uh, computer backpack that has a huge Velcro panel on the front that I could throw the patches on. Yeah, I think you showed us that one on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, I may actually order it from the company itself because they've got they have listed on their website that's not listed on these resellers on Amazon. They have a gray and a solid black, and then they also have. Um, the olive drab with camo. Nice. So it's, it's an olive drab, but it's got a camo camo border, and it's got some camo mixed in with it. Sort of like that. Nice. Sort of like that black camo that they had on the, or what they call multicam, black multicam on the uh, on Amazon. This is like an olive drab, all uh, multicam. Which I, I saw that one. I'm like, ooh, that might be one Ken might like. Possibly, especially with your. Um, my wrestling T-shirts coming in to hopefully this week or next. It's the olive drab with the Blackhawk logo on the front. I was gonna say Blackhawk may like that that uh that backpack. Yeah. It wouldn't be big enough. And then Derek, I'm sure you you'd probably go for the black one. Maybe. Maybe. I have to see it. I like the gray one. I really like the gray one. I'd probably do the gray, but I, I really love the look of the gray. Um so yeah, smuggler three, twenty five percent off your purchase there at redflagworkshop.com. Bitty Boomers, use code WeebyGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase on some great Bluetooth speakers. Rebel Sabers, use the code Wookie for 10% off your lightsaber purchase or your lightsaber accessories purchase, uh, which I did when I ordered uh, some some belt clips for the two saber and our uh, the belt Kovatek wheels for, for Zoe and I's lightsabers. So we can actually hang them off a belt. So I ordered you used our code for that. And then um toink.com use code WinGeeks15 for 15% off your purchase there. And you too could get something like our pick of the week. And I've got the pick of the week this week. And I couldn't 
couldn't find the one ship that, but I didn't go looking hard. But I have chosen the Star Wars Mission Fleet Darth Vader Tie Advance. <laughs> cool. And at first, I thought this was the uh, the Micro Squad. Nope, it's not. But um, the Mission Fleet stuff's not too bad. I wanted to do the Falcon as I was going to pick the Falcon initially, but I don't think they have the Falcon in the Mission Fleet. Um, but they have Darth Vader's Tie Advance, which is which is what I chose. They also have uh, Kylo, Wen, Kylo Ren's uh, The Whisper, his, his his TIE Fighter that was nicknamed The Whisper. Okay. Um, but now I am checking, trying to see what other mission fleets they have. There's the mission fleet, Stellar Class, Luke Skywalker, X-Wing Fighter, and the mission fleet, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Starfighter, which the Jedi Starfighter is not too bad. The, the X-Wing Fighter looks a little stubby. It's like it's got a short, short nose. Yeah, I don't love the mission fleet stuff in general, but some of them aren't bad. The tie whisper is okay, Kylo's tie whisper, but I, I do really mm-hmm. like the look of the Darth Vader tie advance. Yeah, and and those are the four that are on Toink dot com. But my pick is the tie advance. I've always loved the tie advanced, and actually, it's the tie advance times two. It's the way it was always called because they ended up showing what the tie tie advance one looked like when the Grand Inquisitor used it in Star Wars Rebels. It had more more cur- more natural curve to the wings than the uh, angular wings. So, um, right off the bat, uh, I guess I am trying to double check uh, <laughs> see if there was any major important news before we do our mission recaps. So we're going to try and see if there's anything for around the net. Around the holonet, sorry. Um, There's a couple little things, but nothing huge. Yeah, uh, Star Wars The Mandalorian is going to air on ABC, Freeform, and FX. Yeah, I read through that one. Um, did you read that one yet? Basically, they're just going to reshow the premiere episode, episode, season one, episode one. Yeah, and that's going to happen on uh, starting around February 24th. Actually, I think it's showing on all three networks at the, at the yeah. same time on February 24th. Because the following week, uh, well... Shortly after, because the new series starts March 7th. Am I correct in that? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. It's the first week of March. Is it March 1st? No. March 8th. I know it overlaps with Bad Batch. Like two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm checking StarWars.com. Mandalorian. Let's explore, shall we? Yes, we shall. Um, it doesn't. They don't say when on Disney+. Plus. Or on, uh, not Disney Plus, on um, StarWars.com. So let's check Disney Plus, shall we? March 1st. Okay. So yeah, Wednesday, March 1st. I don't know why I was thinking the 7th, and the 7th is a Tuesday. But, uh, so yeah, as Ken was saying, first episode, pilot episode, chapter one, the thing that's launched the whole thing, uh, they're actually going to show on ABC, Freeform, and FX. If I remember it, they already did, they've done that before. They say we're showing that episode. No, they did it with Andor. You sure? I thought they did it with Mando back uh, like two years ago or whatever. No, they did it with Andor around the holidays. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. See, what I'd like to see is have them put it up on the big screen somewhere. Yeah. That would be interesting. It it could be. Um, Kira from Solo Star Wars Story is going to get her own novel. Uh, You know, she's already been out with... uh, in the comics with the crim- Crimson mm-hmm. line. Um, but her novel is going to be called, wait for it, Crimson Climb. And it's going to be written by E.K. Johnson. 
That's the same author that did the Ahsoka book. Yes. I, I'm intrigued by this. I, I'd be curious to see it when it yeah. comes out. Uh, but the question is, will Amelia Clark return as Kara? Well, this is for a book, so she, not for the moment. No, but if she was to return as Kara, does she show up potentially in Andor? Because she'd be, she'd be head of um, Crimson Dawn yeah. during that time. Would she... If they do uh, a season two of Obi-Wan, could she make an appearance there if he gets involved with the crime syndicates? Which I don't I don't think that's a direction that he would potentially go or they would take the Obi-Wan series. But Mandalorian or maybe Ahsoka, could we go? Assuming she's still around then. Well, right now we know she, she survived through the time period of between Empire and Return of the Jedi, because she's alive in the comics. And in the comics right now, that timeline is at, is post-Empire. Is that gap between Empire and Return. Mm. And she's still around. So she could be. She very well could be. And I, and I still think Kira could be an interesting character to add to the Star Cruiser if they ever change the timeline of the Galactic Star Cruiser, because there is a Crimson Dawn uh, tie-in with the ship and, and the Star Cruiser, or with the ship and uh, Crimson Dawn, because the Crimson Dawn logo is in the floor of the atrium. Ah. Aha. I caught that right away. I'm like, what's the catch with Crimson Dawn? <laughs> no one knew. And then when it appeared in the books, like, okay, now I know. Yep. Crimson Dawn yep. owned it briefly before selling it off to, to the huts or losing it to the huts. Yes, now you know. And remember, knowing is half the battle. The other half, Star Wars-wise, is green lasers and red lasers. Mm-hmm. So, um, other than that, I don't have... Uh, let me double-check StarWars.com, see what if they have any other important... Uh, you could go there to check to see all the new um, guest announcements for Star Wars Celebration. Hasbro did put out the um, list of what they have as exclusives for London. Yes, um, sorry, Ken. We talked about it over on Weeby Geeks because we needed oh, okay. stories on Weeby Geeks. No, no, no. I just, plus, we I knew we were going to be. There, that's all. Plus, we knew we were going to be uh, going to town on Bad Batch. Yeah. Because uh, so we also talked. They put it out. We also talked about uh, Star Wars Visions Volume Two, and there's some great studios coming since this one's got more of an international flair instead of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah instead of just Japan. Did uh, Derek? I know we talked about on. Weeby Geeks, did you finally see the uh, Grogu short that Studio Ghibli did on Disney Plus? No, I forgot all about it. It's cute. It's not going to change the world, but it was cute. No, it was very cute. It was a nice little crossover. But I would love to see Studio Ghibli do a actual Star Wars themed episode at some point. Yeah, I don't know. For me personally, uh, Studio Ghibli's had some cool stuff, but they're not like the um, the, the greatest thing in the world for me. But it's most of the stuff they put out is not aimed at me and the stuff I like. Right. Oh, Zoe loves a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand um, that. <laughs> but, like I, said, I understand the accomplishment and how um, and why people like it. It's just most of their stuff doesn't appeal to what I want to see. Right. But I, I think because of their reputation and who they are, I would love to. Supposedly, there is an agreement with Lucasfilm and Studio Ghibli for more stuff. But I would love to see them do something in the Star Wars realm that would fit something similar to Visions if they don't do a Visions episode. Yeah. Well, maybe season three is just Studio Ghibli. They could do something interesting. Quite possibly. 
Do they still have a deal working with Disney? I mean, I, I mean, they did a sh- show here, but didn't Disney like buy them or partially buy the studio or something? Mm, no, a- they had they had distribution rights briefly. Okay, I knew there was some kind of deal between them. Yeah, because uh, we had it, and then I think it went to Warner Brothers, either Warner Brothers or Paramount. It's it's bounced around because they they've done like short short term deals. Well, that's smart on their point. That, that yeah. way, every year someone knows they can fight for it again, and the price can go up. But I, I know we were selling Studio Ghibli stuff. Oh yeah, we were selling Studio Ghibli stuff here in the parks for for a little bit and on uh, Shop Disney. But I, I believe there's a new agreement between Disney and Studio Ghibli, or at least Lucasfilm and Studio Ghibli now, which could bring all that back. I'm not sure. But uh, so that's all I've got for around the Hollow Nets. So, uh, try and think where, where do we go next? Oh, uh, I guess we go straight to the, to the mission recap. What do you guys think? Yeah, maybe. Mission, yeah, mission recap. You know, I stopped the star speeder with my face once. My forehead's all bondo. Okay, J7. What does that have to do with the recaps? Yeah, just so you know, I find your lack of faith disturbing. I knew I shouldn't have gotten him from the discount bin, but the price was too good. That's how they get. Mm-hmm. Well, he... He's a he's an an R R three X style droid like what they used at Star Tours. It was one of the old Star Tours pilots. Now Olga did a good job with him at the cantina at her cantina, making that one the DJ. Yeah, but you don't have her skills. I didn't program him. Yeah, there's the first mistake. You outsourced your pro- your work. Yeah. Yep. I didn't realize this one was going to get a a bartender esque attitude, but it, but he has made things a little bit more efficient with sh- with our our shipping lanes that we've been using. If you say so. Okay. This, this sounds like there, there may be need talk later down the road. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that we're talking. I don't know, fellas. I got a bad feeling about this. Well, y- y'all, y'all heard what happened over on mighty Marvel geeks, right? Mm. Thursday. Just listen to issue four Oh four of mighty Marvel geeks. It all, it'll all make sense. And, um, uh, over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, we had a long talk with Thursday. So, um, did it last till Friday? <laughs> no, <laughs> they all came over, got together Friday, Saturday, and had a Sunday. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, so let's let's do mission recap, mission debrief, whatever we're calling it on uh, Bad Batch, the first eight episodes. <laughs> uh, overall. This what? is moving very, very fast. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we're halfway through the season already. Yeah. If yeah. I remember, if the first, didn't, didn't they split the first season? Yes. They did split first season. Did they? Yeah. yeah they, they, it they, like, took a lot longer. Uh, yeah, because it, I want to say it took a, uh, they took a couple weeks or a month off. So now it makes, now I want to go check the episode guides. Um, oh, excuse me. That was a t- that was a T burp. That one hurt. Episodes. Okay. Uh, so the original dropped May fourth, twenty twenty one. Ran all of May, all of June, all of July. No, it went straight through sixteen weeks. Hmm. Yeah, six sixteen weeks. No, no double episodes at all. Whereas this one, we're getting. Uh, we had double episodes for episode one. Seven and eight was double episode, and then 15, 16 will be double episode. But we have the names for all the episodes now. 
what they're going to be. But the first, the first eight, uh, episode one was Spoils of War. And of course, it's the episode about Dooku and his war chest. Uh, episode two is Ruins of War, which is a continuation um, of that two-parter where Omega and Tech and Echo meet Romar Adele, who's a local hiding in the woods, uh, that helps rescue them and, and helps uh, helps heal Tech, right? Because Tech's the one injured in that one, if I remember correctly. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, yeah, I don't either. Uh, then the next one is the solid, Solitary Clone, which we see the return of Commander Cody. This is where he's working with Crosshair. And then Cody realizes everything that's going on. And w- without knowing Rex is the same way, almost siding with the ideals that Rex has. So I can't wait to see potentially Cody meet up with Rex again. Or we see what happens to Cody because we know Cody's not around by the time of Rebels. Or is it, or it's alluded to he's not around by the time of Rebels. Yeah. Or he's somewhere else. Um Episode four was faster. That's where Tech becomes the pod race pilot after Tao or Tay Zero. Uh, um, the cocky droid racer gets hit walking around the pit area and destroyed, but yet could still race. Uh, Entombed is the, um, the, one Indiana. With the Indiana Jones episode. Yeah. With Wanda Sykes, which was, which was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then. Last week's episode was Tribe, which brings Gunji back. Oh, and they take that was fun. And they take Gunji back to Kashyyyk. I really liked that episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely gave even more more depth into the Wookiee culture. Yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd stay with the bad, bad, bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see see him involved with the Bad Batch down the road. Quite possibly. Uh, and then, of course, this week's episode was uh, the two episodes were The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. Uh, so at this point in time, coming into the end of the eighth episode, what are y'all's thoughts on The Bad Batch so far? I know we said loving the time, but any any specific moments that have been sticking out to you? Not really jumping out at me. Um... There are. I just need a second to organize my thoughts. <laughs> for for well, me, I know. I say um, while he's organizing, um, I've really I've been enjoying. I think it almost. I wonder if it's because uh, like I said the first season seemed like it took a lot longer, but it maybe just the pacing was be- was different on that because there's so much in each episode for those, and it felt like those episodes had a lot more in them for uh, of like concrete stuff for the mythology and things, but. You're also establishing who all these people are. Right. Whereas this season, we already know all the characters. We know everybody that's on the field. Now we just got to watch them fight. Right. Right. I, for me, one of the big moments came out of Tribe, and that was Gunji. How has no problem with Omega when, when he first meets Omega. But then when he sees the armor of the rest of the Bad Batch, no, he, he's ready to either flee and run or ignite and, and fight. You know, he kind of does a little bit of both. He wants to take off, and when he realizes he can't take, you know, taking off is completely pointless, he ignites and wants to fight until Omega's like, no, 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 we're here to help. And then, you know, the whole thing of Omega going, why is he like this? You know, even when he trusts him a little bit and, and she's trying to prep food for him to eat, and uh, one of the clones, 
one one of the bad batches says, "Look, Order sixty six was not good, especially to the Jedi." Yeah, and he he's still trying to trust, which. I mean, it shows you the psychological impact that Order 66 had on the Jedi at all levels. And it's it's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really liked was actually kind of the opposite of that. And that was uh, in Episode 8, after everything that went on when the Emperor came out. And, and again, you got to see just how how brilliant and how scheming he actually is. Yeah. Oh, was it when Omega questions? You know, he, he still got the recruitment and they just came back and said because he was able to no, yeah, Rampart got arrested, but he still twisted things to get his way. I mm-hmm. thought that's fantastic writing and that was knowing the Emperor. Yeah. Yes. Either way that the definitely doesn't yep. matter, he's still gonna get it the way he wants it. He played Rampart mm-hmm. in the Senate, just like he played the Senate in Jar Jar to give for Jar Jar to give him emergency powers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was yeah. He's a master manipulator, and that's the way he's always been. Yep. Yes. But don't you it was guys? Also interesting to see. It was also interesting to see how the Senate runs in the Empire. Yeah. Well, I, I also found it interesting. Jar Jar gets a mention. But it, it seems like there there's no representation right now from Naboo, be it Naboo or the Gungans. Well, that's because the senator from Naboo is the emperor. Well, it, it was Padme. Yeah. And Jar Jar was the <laughs> senator for the Gungans. It could also be that um, once Padme died, the newer the new senator from Naboo is nowhere near as strong as she was in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, or, possibly. Or potentially Naboo pulled out. And was not a part, and chose not to have representation in the in the Imperial Senate. I don't know. Also, is um was the senator from the boot just for that just for that one world, or was she the senator for that sector? And it could be someone from another planet. Is there now? No, she she was the planet representative. Each planet has their own representative. So, like the wheel has their own representative. See, I always thought they were sectors because if you um if every planet. Or every planet that has life in the galaxy has a representative. You're talking millions of representatives. Yeah, of yeah, right. It's, it's like the the main the main races of the the, the natural inhabitants of the planets. Because uh, like with Mount Mon Calamari, you you had uh, you, you had the the, the Mon Calamaris and you had uh, the squid faces, the corns, the corns. Yeah, each one had representation in the Senate. That's why one, once the Gungans made themselves known to to the people of Naboo, they were granted eventually a Senate seat. Yeah, it could. It's also just the writers, whoever they need, they put in that. They make sure they have someone in the Senate yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. Any any other moments that stood out, or was there an episode that you you really liked more than the others? Uh, I gotta go back and look here. I mean, yes, I loved I loved the the tribe episode with Gunji, and I and I loved the Gunji character because I remember seeing seeing that character um, at Celebration Six when I got to see the previews of of those episodes. Uh, when I got the personal invite from from our friend uh, who's a former Lucasfilm employee, um, he he gave me the heads up and told me come backstage first. Then once we start, you go out and find a seat. <laughs> That way you're here. 
and uh, and I end up sharing those episodes because it was the episodes about the younglings when those actually aired um, on TV. I shared those with Zoe, and and those were the first Clone Wars episodes that the two of us watched. Was that younglings arc? Because um, because you know Mark was right. It, it was a great episode for for a parent and child to watch. Great series of episodes. Mm-hmm. But as much as I love those, I really liked the episode before Entombed because I, I loved the Indiana Jones vibe and the, the whole thing, especially since we got the new Indiana Jones film coming in June. Well, that and also parts of this with all the puzzle solving and stuff, it reminded me of um, they have the National Treasure series that just ended yep. on Disney Plus. That was awesome. Did it, is this week the final week? This week was the finale. Oh, I haven't watched it yet, so don't say anything. It is awesome. Everything you loved of the, from the movies is in this. Okay. So yeah, I, um, I, I I've loved the series so uh, far. Too bad when everybody died at the end. Though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just I haven't even watched it, so don't go by. What <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I'm, lo- I I'm loving this that series too. But I, I loved yeah. how if we have entombed, it, it just teases the fact that okay, even though they introduced this character with. Um, that call, uh, called her, uh, no, that Fee Genoa, you know, persuades them. Having Fee means, I mean, th- this is the, for on screen, we're getting that first architect treasure hunter vibe. I hope that leads to Dr. Afra eventually coming to the screen, coming off the pages to the screen. Everything leads to Dr. Afra showing up. Yeah. There, there's enough different teases that. <laughs> I mean, Black Chrysanthemum. Okay, that means he survives up through Book of Boba Fett. You know, where's Afra? Afra can't be that far behind. She finally ticked off Vader enough that he took care of the problem. Yeah, could be. We know Afra still survives through Empire, just like Kira. But no, I I really dug the the whole Indiana Jones vibe because I want to say this is this came out right around the time that you know the trailers, you know the 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 hype was starting to. They were starting the hype with uh, with Indiana Jones Five. I don't remember exactly because that was two weeks ago. So it, it was around that time. <laughs> it was close, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that episode. I, that had that had some some fun beats and fun uh, fun hits to it. I really well, another I really cool did thing. It. Another cool thing they've done with this half season is, um, and I think that's possibly helped with the um, pacing is the fact that the, yeah, this is Bad Batch. It's about the Bad Batch, but we've already had two episodes with the Bad Batch. We're not in it at all. Yeah, and we or yeah. um, lore episodes yeah, for, the, yeah. for the whole of um, the show. One of them, yes, it had crosshair in it, but mm-hmm. it was a crosshair centric episode about what are the clones doing now, right? With right. that, it's, the, it's now the Empire instead of the Republic. And then um, episode seven here was basically the being the first half of the two parter. It's once again showing what how are the clones dealing with no longer being quote unquote needed in the new um, Empire. Right, right. What do we do? Yeah, I really, I really like that they're doing that. They're showing that what you know, what the what the clones haven't just become just mindless bad guys in the show. Mm-hmm. Well, they're and, still showing what's going on with them, and that and that's part of the big key around uh, what's happening with the episodes that came out today as we're recording. You know, we're recording on Wednesday. Um, February eighth. You know, it's we're we're hitting on clone rights, and mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know the the senator. Um, I can't remember her name. Help me, Choose. please. Yes, she 
Chuchi, you know, brings the reality to the to the clones at at bar seventy nine. Um, hello, you're getting older. Mm-hmm. W- what are you gonna do when you can't fight anymore? The fun thing with Chuchi is also if you're while you're watching this, is like, dude, if Padme was still around, this is what she would be doing. She would be that character. Yes, and I want to say, and I w- I was correct. Um, Chuchi is. Uh, from the race, from the home world of Pantora and his Pantoran. Yes. Uh, if I remember right, Pantoran um, is the same race as Rilo Keevan, who is the current captain of the Halcyon. Ah, cool. The Star Cruiser. Which, it's also um, George Lucas's race in Star Wars. Yes. I was going to say that as well. Say that as well. So I, I'm loving the fact that we're, we're hitting on. Well, didn't we go to Pantora uh, at one point in. Um, Season one. Uh, yes, I'm looking at that right now, and I believe so. Yes, because I, I want Aaron, or Chairman Papanoia was in season one. Or no, Clone Wars. He was in Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, uh, and I look up Pantora. They have the cool links to the database right on the bottom of all this stuff. Cornered. Though. It's the episode called Cornered. They go to Pantora uh, on their way to a proposed hiding place on Ida Floor. The Bad Batch is forced to stop at the nearest planet, Pantora, so they could gather supplies. And tech modified their ships. Their ship's signature since now it appears on the Empire's wanted list. A landing bay attendant on Pantora identifies the Bad Batch and informs Fennec Shand, a mercenary who has been hired to retrieve Echo or Omega. Hunter, Echo, and Omega search for supplies while Tech and Wrecker work on the ship. Uh, Omega is approached by Shand, which leads to Hunter chasing Shand through the street. And Hunter and Omega lose Shan after the modifications are completed and depart Pantora. That was a good street. That was a good street chase scene with Hunter chasing uh, Fennec Shan. Oh yeah. So that that was episode four, season one. So no, it, it was. I I like how we're we're getting a bit more of uh, Pantora in on screen. Um, Apparently, there was a non-canon appearance in Disney Infinity 3.0 and in the in the Ninth Jedi in Star Wars Visions uh, is a, a appearance of Pantora. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to see there's more stuff coming out for Pantora and the Pantorans, which don't confuse them with the crease or with the with the chiss. They look similar, but they're not. They don't have the blazing red eyes. No. Plus, the chists are more are blue skinned, whereas Pantorans are um, a little bit more of a purplish tone to their skin. So they have yellow eyes. Um, so yeah, e- anything from from these last two episodes that really stuck out to you guys? Um, I did find a nice um, seeing Ian McDermott actually came back to play the Emperor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, originally. I want to say the Emperor was voiced by, during the Clone Wars, by Tim Curry until his stroke. Yeah. And then I want to say uh, McDermott came came back to fill in, or no, the original actor who played Palpatine in the Clone Wars passed away and Curry took over for uh, season yeah, five. For season or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it had to go to someone else afterwards because he had a stroke shortly after, which is hard to believe it's been that long. So, um I have to say that um, even though ep- episode seven didn't have the Bad Batch in it, I still found it uh, really interesting. I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying the fact that um, we're getting episodes that have to deal with the rest of the galaxy and what it's doing right now. 
Right. Yeah. And uh, towards the end of that episode, when Chuchi needed to get um, saved, when um, the figure walks out of the shadows wearing the hood the way it was, I was almost I'm like, wait a minute. Did they slip Ahsoka in this? <laughs> and then it becomes Rex. Yeah. And then you find out it's Rex, which is one step away from Ahsoka anyway. Right. Um, I love the Easter egg. The senator who backs up uh, Organa is uh, makes her appearance. The first time we ever see her is in Rogue One. It's Tynra Pomlo, the senator representing Terrace. We see her around the table in uh, in Rogue One. So it's cool. It was that- cool have Baylor Gaina in this. Yes. Yeah. I don't think this time it was, um, I don't believe that was uh, Jimmy Jimmy Smith. No, no, no. Voice. That was um, Phil Lamar. What Was that Phil Lamar? Because it sounded different. Yeah. It didn't sound like the same ba- Bell or Ghana from the Clone Wars. Yeah, I, just, I don't remember. Did Phil Lamar do it in the Clone Wars? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah but it was, it was Phil Lamar because I checked the credits at, at the end of the show. Okay. Um, but no, it, it's... N- the other one that was a big surprise for me at the end of uh, Truth or Consequences, when the Emperor goes, talks about the introduction of the Imperial Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we're getting mm-hmm. the word Stormtroopers brought to uh, into the universe, right. timeline-wise. I mean, yeah, they're called Stormtroopers later down the road, but we see the origin and the creation of the Stormtroopers. You, did you guys check the other? Uh, well, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, so it was, uh, uh, the way they did it was really cool. It, it was a, uh, it was quite the ominous moment, but, uh, I, when, when he finally announced the stormtroopers, I remember thinking, and, and everybody in the Senate was like kind of shocked. I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, uh, some of them aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys catch the other Easter egg that was in the, um, clone conspiracy episode? Uh, would would that be the garage of the Mart sisters that yes. Rex takes? Rex takes has the, borrowing a garage from some friends yep. who are off world. Yeah, yeah. I I found it interesting um, that sniper is, is or the assassin. You know, with I the, with the new armor, that. with the new armor, and whatnot. I, at first, I thought it was crosshair too, like you like you were thinking. But it's not. I did for a second, but then I realized that. Um, the the admiral wouldn't want doesn't want it connected back to him, so using crosshair might be too close to him. Well, he also crosshair wouldn't have missed as much either. This is true, but I I did love the intriguing look of, of the armor uh, for this particular clone. Whether he was reprogrammed for assassination or if this is what he was in the in the clone army but it, i found it interesting too that rex said look there is no identifying marks on him at all he's been wiped mm-hmm. so i i found that very intriguing and it's like wow if you know this whole essentially assassins guild within the imperial army seems pretty pretty intriguing and could that be the route that eventually crosshair goes down now that Rampart has been arrested. I think um, they're going to, if anything, with Crosshair, if he doesn't stay with the Empire, he's going to, um, what happened with Cody and what he's seen happening with others is eventually going to wear away on his programming, I think. Okay. I don't know if he'll rejoin the Bad Batch, but I can see him going AWOL eventually. Well, 
Joining the Bad Batch, we see at the end of Truth and Consequences, Echo leave temporarily, quote unquote, leave the Bad Batch to work yeah. with Rex. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little sad about that. Almost too. Yeah. Party of Five is now a party of four. Is now a party of well, party of six is now a party of was a party of five. Now a party of four. Our team is getting smaller. It's getting smaller. Yep. So, um, here here's the. The names of the final eight episodes. The Crossing, which is next week. Hmm. I wonder what that one could be about. Retrieved. Uh Episode 10 is going to be called Retrieval. Hmm. So, typical Bad Batch mission. mission. They're going to be retrieving some. Metamorphosis. I wonder hmm. if that's going to be something Omega-related. Possibly, because she's growing up rapidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the outpost. Curious if that's going to be they're going to a to a rebel base or I would I would find it odd if they go to Black Spire or to Batu to the Black Spire outpost, which everyone you know mentions going to Black Spire. I mean, it was mentioned going to Black Spire outpost was mentioned in in Solo by L three and Lando in their conversation, and you know I think I think Black Spire outpost has been known as the outpost. So I wonder if they're going to take a trip to Black Spire Outpost, which I I'm mixed about because originally that that was a, a realm that Black Spire Outpost was going to be referenced and could be referred to and shown in comics and and referenced in books, but was never going to appear on screen. Yeah, to keep that illusion. Um, me personally, as far as I'm aware, they're still doing keeping it that way. It's still kept that way, but if it comes to animated i know ken you haven't been there yet but derek you have would you be okay with it appearing animated as long as it never appears live action um i think i'm okay if it appears in bad batch or appears in anime series but if it ever showed up in like mandalorian or book of boba fett or skeleton crew uh-uh. No. See, if it ever I'm not happy. Live action, I would be disappointed if they didn't just um close down the park for a day or two and film there. That's that's why. And if that's the case, which one do you go with? California or here? Well, you just do a different area of Black Spire Outpost, you know what I mean? True. You just it's a different part of the planet that um is not at the parks. But at that point, I don't you got a galaxy with billions of worlds. Why are we going to just the ones we've heard of? Yeah, I don't think I'd want to see it. Even in animated, I'd rather just them keep it separate. Okay. I would like to keep it exclusive and separate, but if it has to show up on screen, I'd rather see it animated than than live action. Because I like what they did with the comics, with the Galaxy's Edge comics and the look of the of the outpost. I, I and I think the I think the animated series could just carry over some of that same justice. It's just live action. We're there. You're 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 actually there seeing a good chunk of it when you're at the parks. I don't want them changing the look and feel the for a show and take away from the the way it's supposed to look and feel at the parks. Well, you got to remember also um, if they use the Mandalorian to be different, but if they use it in one of the shows like Andor or something older like that, or um, the animated shows like um, Bad Batch, you're a lot farther in the past. You're like forty years before right. you get where the parks are at now. Right, but but the story storyline with the parks is the outpost hasn't changed a lot. Maybe maybe you know some things have been around for a while. Like Doc Ondar has been around for a while with his den of antiquities. 
a lot of the shop owners have been there for from the original trilogy era. Uh, but look, that's remember it's another twenty years before that, right? So it, it could be interesting. Uh, episode thirteen is called Pabu P A B U. They're bringing in their version of Bebo. Could be. <laughs> could be. I still say that was the, the CW's huge mistake with the Arrowverse was that they didn't put out a bunch of toys of Bebo, a bunch of stuffed ones. I agree. I agree. I think I agree. people would have bought a stuffed yeah, Bebo. Yeah. Or or work out a deal Look with Bill. They are now. Or work out a deal with Build a Bear to do Bebo. Yeah. A license with Build a Bear to do Bebo. Uh, episode 14 is going to be called Tipping Point, which could be very interesting. I mean, what's the tipping point? Is it the tipping point with the clones? I think a lot of this refers to that because that's what they've set up already since the beginning of this season. We've been getting little bits here and there about what's happening with the clones, what's going to happen with the clones. Right. Right. Um, Episode 15 is called The Summit, which could be a couple of different things. It could be an actual summit to negotiate something, or it could be the summit of of a mountain. Uh, but this last one makes me wonder with Plan 99, do we see Stormtrooper Task Force 99, which was named after Clone Force 99? Do we see Task Force 99 potentially make an appearance for the first time on screen? Leap off the com- pages of the comics and onto screen. And we see the creation of Task Force 99. I don't know. I well the one th- the one question I have that um, I heard it proposed uh, elsewhere before already and it's an interesting concept now that we've seen half this season to see where they're going with it somewhat. What's the chances of us actually seeing possibly a clone rebellion or revolution where the clones get sick and tired and you yeah, know that's what I was now we want to be on our own we want to we want to and they actually you almost have like a mini clone war for rights almost like a civil or um. Yeah, I was thinking um, about that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I would not be surprised if that's where it goes, and and that could be leading to what the summit is, or or even tipping point. Yeah, the problem with all that is in this situation, if the clones would rebel against the empire, the empire would just wipe them out. They don't oh, even, yeah. even think about it. They would just wipe the floor and just say done. Right. They would destroy an entire planet if the clones were on it. They don't care. But but it is interesting like, to me, see what. Where this theory goes, if they actually go that direction, because why? I would be very interested to see that. Either. Because at this point in time, why? Why push these last two episodes about clone rights, and then say, you know, with Cherry saying, "I'm not done fighting." Mm-hmm. Well, even the um, if it they, if they started, it doesn't set up, they started the ideas with of this a little bit all the way back on um, episode three with um, the crosshair episode. Because the stuff with Cody leaving because he realized, wait a minute, something's not right here. Actually, they started it before that. Right. With season one on Camino. Mm-hmm. When, They've been laying groundwork for this for a while. Right. You know, because when they're dealing with the local recruits. Um, and, 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 you know, Bad Batch, kill, or not Bad Batch, Crosshair kills one of the new recruits. <laughs> I think what, what's also interesting is... Um, so if the clones get together and they decide to, to fight back against the empire, we know the empire will wipe them out, as you said, Ken. Um, but does that perhaps help to inspire the rebellion a bit? Maybe depends on what they get, what comes out of it. Right. Also, it depends on when the clones decide to rebel. 
Yeah. Like yeah. they would do it now. Mm-hmm. The empire has no other um, uh, army forces or Navy because you got to remember the Navy is all clones. Also, yeah. some of the right. officers were not, but the, the rank and file soldiers in the army, Navy and every, every facet of the clone, the grand army of the Republic. And now the Imperial army is clones. Well, that that's why we have the uh, now the imperial recruitment mm-hmm. that's going through. So it depends on how fast they can get that going. I mean, the, the empire probably already has it going, but just hasn't told anybody yet. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just like with the clones. The clones were there. It wasn't until the discovery afterwards that oh, we actually have this army mm-hmm. because we know Dooku was involved in creating the clone in the clones created. No, 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 no. That was all ordered by Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. sifo yeah. was Dooku. Come on, go he back to... Just crazy clone? Or a uh, crazy Jedi? <laughs> he covered as the crazy Jedi. Come on, go back to... Go back to Jedi. Jedi... Dooku Jedi lost. Oh, I've read it. I haven't. It's great. It's awesome. Um. So, yeah. It's... I, I'm digging the direction we're going with, uh, with Bad Batch. I can't wait to see more yeah i i i am really digging wanting to see more so yeah i'm really enjoying it they've done a really good job with it Mm -hmm. it's i think it's laying a lot more um mythology and um the world building of what's going on at this time frame than even like andor or obi-wan in the live action did because those basically focused on the person andor tried to expand out a little more but obi-wan was very much centered on obi-wan and leia right and then the mm-hmm. but you didn't get anything really outside of that and or right, they're right. trying to spread it so you can see more of what's going on a little bit but not nearly like this um and i think also it helps that this picks up immediately after episode three yeah so it's a continuation of the story we've already been telling right so you're mm-hmm. not jumping in a couple of years mm-hmm. ahead of time from now and now we got to figure out where we're at we already know where we're at so they can just keep that story going right as we said love that Oh, go ahead. That they started it at Order 66. Yeah. I love that they did that. Over um, on Geekwatch 1, and I know you guys have talked about it before, and Sue, that um, one of the, and we've talked about it here on um, having a second or third season of a show. The bonus of having a second season of a show that's already been going is you don't have to reintroduce anything. You could pick up the story and have, right. if you have an eight-episode season, on, a fir- on the first season, the first three or four episodes, you're still establishing where are we? What are we doing? Right. On a second season or a third season or more, you just pick, hit the ground running. You can have eight episodes, and every one of them is advancing story because you don't have mm-hmm. to explain who are these people, what are they doing, why are they doing it, because you've already done that. Right. You can make assumptions that the crowd remembers where you were. Right. I, I agree with all that. That's sometimes the bonus um, of a really good uh, second movie, second movie in a series of movies like Empire. When you when we pick up Empire, we don't have to explain anything. All you do is you pick up. I know these characters and they're getting beat down again. Yeah, right. Or another prime example is the superhero movie. You know, the first the first movie, they do the origin. And then after that, it's OK. We know the origin. Let's move on to something else. You're off to the races. Yep. So, uh, characters we haven't seen that you want to see in the second half of the season. At this point, it would just be cameo episode uh, cameos here and there because yeah, and that's fine. What what characters would you want? Or I don't know. Two? It depends on where they're going with all this. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't really have any. 
I would love to see Gregor show up. I think it's too early to f- see what happens with some of that stuff. I mean, it'd be cool, but do, do we want to see Ahsoka? Or is it still too, or is it still too soon to bring Ahsoka into Bad Batch? I think it's way too soon for that, especially since she's getting her own show. Okay. I don't think we and, need to see her in Bad Batch at all. Okay. Yeah. Because also remember when she walks away at the end of um, the last time we saw her so far. She was trying to be on her own and said, oh, and um, she had not decided she was going to become Fulcrum yet. True. But no, she did. She did. No. But, um, at the also, end, yeah, at the end of Tales of the Jedi, she she is leaning. We almost see her becoming uh, the first Fulcrum. Yeah. Well, the other one, though, is she's working with Bale and the Bad Batch have no contact with Bale Organa. Right. I mean, they in a roundabout right. way through Senator Chuchi and through Rex, they can they they are, but they're not. They're not an active. They're not active. Rebellion. Right. Yeah, they're not joining the Republic, the um, Alliance or anything like that. They're all basically straight up. They're old school soldiers of fortune. I mean, you go back to the genesis of what the show is. This is the A team in Star Wars. Right. They're yeah. soldiers of fortune. They're working for who? I mean, they have a moral compass. They're they're not going to take on missions that they don't believe in. But they're also not actively trying to overthrow the Empire. Right. They're trying to find their place in the current situation. Right. Uh, one one thing um, I'd like to see is I kind of like to see them move away from Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we, you know, we've we've had enough of Sid and it's time to move on. Yeah. Well, that actually also thinking about the point I just made, that's probably where that's one of the reasons I think Echo walked away. And he's where he's going with Rex because Echo, if you remember in the rest of the season, has actually wanted to have an active part in um, we need to be doing more. Right. Well, right. It, 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 Sid is, has nothing to do with that. I think that's why he's walking away because they're still working with Sid. And Sid is has nothing to do with actually trying to change the world or the universe. Right. She's just trying to change her pocket. Well, and I think we're also getting to, you know, it, it's kind of alluded to in Truth and Consequences of they don't want to be working for Sid much anymore either. Yeah. Right. Well, the cool thing that they have established in this is the fact that um, they're even with Sid. They don't owe Sid anymore. Remember in the first season, they owed her a bunch of cash. Right. Right. So now they're picking up jobs here and there just because she has jobs available. It's not because they owe her money. Right. So they could leave and they, right. and not, they, they have something to do. They want and do whatever missions they want. Right. So Sid. Does now it's time. Can. Now they have something bigger. Yeah. Well, Echo does. The other ones are still figuring that out. Yeah, but they will. Oh, I'm sure they will. But I bet if there if there was all of a sudden the clones did decide to rise up, as soon as they do, I'm pretty sure the Bad Batch is going to be joining them. Oh yeah, they'll be leading the charge. Yeah, almost almost positive. Because uh, you know, um, we've seen uh, already that um, Omega wants to be involved in helping actively change the world or the um, status quo and the way the world is done and the way the universe is run. Right. Right. Whereas um, record, I don't, I think he goes with whatever's out there, whatever way. Hunter he just wants to smash stuff. Hunter, his 100% priority is Omega keeping her safe. Correct. And tech is also mm-hmm. just going, it feels the same way, but he's also just, he's following the lead with Hunter. Hunter's the leader. We'd go with which way he goes. Echo was not part right. of Bad Batch originally, remember? They found him and freed him from um, from that computer. Right. right. So he, was, he wasn't actually part of their squad. He joined up later. Now he's, you know, well, what I found and, to go follow. It, and that's even referenced, too, in Truth and Consequences. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So, final thoughts, guys. Uh, um, I'm enjoying this season. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what we do with the rest of the season. And uh, I think things are going to get pretty interesting. I Yeah, for me, I've been a little surprised because um, we've got eight episodes. And I, you could say almost every other week has been a good mythology world building episode where the op- off weeks have been more kids um, creature of the week. Right. Which is different, weird. I don't know. It may have been like that on the first season. I don't remember it. But you can tell the show is aimed, they're trying to figure out, are they aimed at kids? Are they aimed at more of the Star Wars general population, which is where the mythology stuff comes right. in? Right. Like the last two episodes um, were real heavy stuff that some of the kids, they may enjoy it, but that's not it's not aimed at them. Right. But then again, you get the um, the Entombed, and that was straight aimed at a kid's adventure show. Including the giant mech at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that was cool with the with the whole kaiju vibe with with the mech. So that yeah. the show, I think, is still they kind of know where it's at. But I, I'm wondering if some of this is not um, Disney Plus and uh, the Mandalorian, or not the Mandalorian, the um, Bad Batch showrunners, writers going back and forth. Disney Plus wants one show, Bad Batch wants to make another show, so they're doing both at the moment. Oh yeah, right, yeah. I like we've talked about. I I'm f- f- really excited to see where we go and and what happens next. Because mm. um, it, it'll be interesting to see see what happens. Yeah, we have eight episodes left. I I think going off of these last two episodes, they're going to lean cl- farther into the um, mythology stories that the adults are and the um, older Star Wars fans are going to love. Yeah, because we only have eight more episodes because uh, we're not guaranteed a, ne- a third season, as far as I know, right now. So they're going to have to tell their story and um, leave room for season three, but they still need to finish their story in the, in the last eight episodes. Yeah. And being that this is technically a kid's show, getting more than two seasons is a gift. This is true. Even streaming. This is true. Very much true. Well, gentlemen, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, Next week, we got a guest, Christine Nichols, who was the voice of uh, Bastilla or Bastilla from, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, cool. It's oh, coming cool. on. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that because I believe she is also involved in a um, Knights of the Old Republic themed fan film as well. So hopefully we'll be able to talk quite a bit about that. I guarantee she will not be able to talk about it, but I wonder if she did any re-recording for the um, remastering and re-releasing the game. Re- yeah. It's fall. Yeah. We, we can ask or sh- or that she can say is yes, I can't say so. That's supposed to be out in the fall of 23, isn't it? I think so. I think so. And it's supposed to be, when it comes out, it's supposed to be canon at this point. That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have to, they got to totally redesign part, large parts of the game to make sure that it fits with the current canon. Yeah. Rewriting it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's who we got next week. Cool. Um, and if there's nothing else. Last call, folks. Nope. Any final orders before I shut the bar down? I don't have anything. You guys don't have anything. There's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.